Our scripture this morning comes from the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Why? Why? This is the question that we often ask when we either experience tragedy or we see someone we know experiencing some sort of hardship. Why? Many of you um, will remember, because I talked about it, that the 11 Alive News team called the church and asked if one of the pastors would sit down with their weatherman, I don't know why the weatherman, but the weatherman, to answer the question, why do bad things happen to good people? I was nervous about answering that question, not simply because it's a challenging question. I was nervous because I knew that it was a complicated question that had a complicated answer and that I doubted the, the editorial skills of uh, the news team to cut down a 30-minute conversation into a minute and a half. And I was nervous that I would answer that question in a bit of a cheeky fashion because I can be cheeky. And quite frankly, when I heard the question, I had a whole lot of smart-alecky comments rattling in my head. So I sat down with Chesley McNeil. We had a lovely conversation here in the sanctuary over on that side in the front few pews, and he asked me the question, why do bad things happen to good people? The first thing that came to mind, and it made it on the TV, said, that's not a very biblical question. It's an American one. Now that I say that out loud in front of you, I wonder if I was being cheeky. But it's not a very biblical question. I didn't mean that to be sarcastic. It, it's simply not. If you, if you look from Genesis to Revelation, if you look all throughout the pages of Scripture, you will see that there are some fundamental truths that you can expect to happen in your life, and one of them is this. You will suffer tragedy. Calamity will happen in this world. Difficult days are just as assured for you as happy days, and you will die. I've never understood Christians, Bible-reading Christians who didn't get the fact that God said it to them pretty clearly, the world isn't always going to be happy and nice and what you want it to be. It's an American question. Why is it an American question, you ask? Well, we are a very optimistic, positive people. We have this belief that if we just work hard enough, we can get the things that we dream about. We have this belief that if we put in the good stuff, we get the good stuff back to us. We just kind of have this optimistic nature. And other people around the world have noted it. Partly, you and I, frankly, if we're born here, are kind of spoiled. We have it pretty good. 
compared to so many others. So it's an American question more than a biblical one. And friends, we have gathered here in church on this day when we still celebrate Pentecost and we're celebrating the fact that our God is a relational God of Trinity, and we've gathered here on this day and read a passage that reminds us of this truth. Even on Trinity Sunday, bad things happen. What this text tells us is that through one person of the Godhead or another, through one person of God or another, we will still experience God's presence in our world of trial. St. Paul starts it off by reminding Christians, now that we have been justified to God the Father, now that we have been made right to God the Father through the work of God the Son, we can know some things about tragedy and trial and all this. The Bible is a book of wisdom. It is meant to open our minds, our eyes, our ears, our hearts to the nature of God. It is meant to put us all on a pathway toward God's kingdom. And there's a a bit here that we're reading today that says this, now that we've been made right with God because of the work of the Son, Jesus Christ, now that we have been put back into relationship with the Father because of the work of the Son, now that that good thing has happened in our lives, you can have peace You can live with God in peace, and you can share in the glory of God. What this means is that for the ardent, faithful Christian, there's a certain sort of resignation that takes over in our hearts where the small stuff that we made into major deals really no longer is made into the major deals that we make them into. They remain small because we have peace. We have peace when we walk in a world that is decorated by difficulty, adorned by suffering. And we can keep walking because we have an ultimate peace that has now reordered our suffering. It's not just a loss to our life or a challenge to our dreams. Now our suffering gets turned into a productive tool, flexing and strengthening our spiritual muscles. It produces endurance in us. It produces character in us, and it will give the believer a hope beyond them, them, their own selves. According to the Christian faith, tragedy is a tool a tool that can strengthen us so that we can truly live a life of peace. The fact that most Americans still struggle with the question, why do bad things happen to good people, proves to me that most Americans are not living peace. They're still trying to grasp for the control that they want in their lives. They're not at peace peace that comes from being reconciled by God. It only comes from the pathway that God has given through the Son to the Father. Oh, unless we forget, after St. Paul tells the church all that, he reminds them that though you will walk a world that is ubiquitously decorated by difficulty, the Spirit will pour into your heart as you walk. 
The Spirit of God walks with you, pouring into your heart, changing the way you walk in this world. Now, the stories of good, faithful Christians who've been at peace with God and endured great difficulty are legion. One of my favorites is by a fellow that many of you have heard of named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a famous German pastor and theologian who basically opposed Hitler and was driven underground because of it. Famously, Bonhoeffer was a pacifist, yet he got involved in a plot to assassinate Hitler. This was a challenging, challenging time, I don't have to tell you. He was found out for his role in the plot and thrown into a concentration camp. Now, the real tragedy to the entire world of faith, I would argue, is that before the Allied forces freed the the camp where Bonhoeffer was held, right, I mean, hours before they liberated it, uh, Hitler knew that he was defeated. He knew he was going to take his own life. But one last act of vengeance, he ordered the men who were in that plot, including Bonhoeffer, to be killed. And so Bonhoeffer was killed when the imminent freedom was coming. You can read a lot of what Bonhoeffer thought and how he dealt with things in his book, The Letters and Papers from Prison, to him and his friends. But there are other testimonies about Bonhoeffer in his trying time, and one of my favorite ones is when somebody was commenting about how there was a certain strange peace about the man. There was nothing good in this prison and no good end for him, yet he was resigned to it and at peace. They said that he was in prayer and in study, and he had a joy-filled ministry to other people. Then the guy who testified about Bonhoeffer said this. He said, when you looked at him, he had the character of one who knew God was there. Now, most of us, most of us modern and postmodern types don't want to say we know that God is. We like to say, I believe There's a certain sort of difference in a person who's got the peace of Christ like Bonhoeffer did in this dangerous, difficult trial. He knew that God was there and that God would not remain silent. Friends, I don't know what tragedies are ahead of any one of us. I just know that there will be some. There will be challenges. But know this. Now that you have been made right and restored back to God the Father through the work of Jesus Christ, know that you can reframe it all. Walk a life of peace, knowing that you're connected to the one who rules all creation, knowing that you are with the one who creates and recreates and recreates. Know that you don't walk alone, that the Spirit of God will pour into your hearts, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley. Go in peace.